we go. Um, we'll talk about that in a second. So we are again in a sermon series called Playlist. This is week three. We've talked about a couple of songs. Somebody tell me what, which songs we've talked about the last few weeks in Pastor Tony. And Pastor Nate did a great job. So what songs did we cover? All around. Very good. All around. Okay, what else did we talk about? Only way. Okay, you just totally great job. One person pay attention. Thank you. So we talked about all around and only way. Now, why do we do the sermon series on a yearly basis? The reason for that is simple. We want you guys to know what you're singing when you're singing it. Have you ever done this before where you were in worship and you were singing a song and you were just singing along, but you didn't actually pay attention to the words that you were singing? Not realizing that you were singing a declaration or singing a prayer or singing something actually really serious and you didn't even care or didn't even notice it. As a matter of fact, the song that we're doing tonight, uh, we actually did it tonight and we're going to talk it through and kind of see what it says. But there's one line specifically in that song that you guys sing every single time and I don't think you really know what you're singing. It's actually really scary what you're singing. We'll uh, talk about this in just a second. It's interesting to me that... um, that we just sometimes sing songs and we just really don't know what they mean. So again, we're going to cover that tonight and have some fun with it. I love Jesus with all my heart. I love worshiping him. I love being in his presence. I love to linger in his presence. And I love worship. So this is actually one of my favorite sermon series that we do. And I'm excited to kind of do this tonight. Have you ever wanted to know how to really enter the presence of God and really stay in it all the time? If that has been a question of yours, we're going to answer that question tonight because the song that we're doing tonight is literally giving us a blueprint on how to get into his presence and then to actually stay in his presence as well. So we're going to talk about the song, A Touch of Heaven. Let me pray, and then we're going to kind of uh, dissect the song just a little bit. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for tonight. I pray that you would come in this room. Holy Spirit, I declare my dependence upon you, and I ask that you remove me from behind this pulpit. Let my words be yours tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. So a touch of heaven. Let me read to you what the author said about this song, and it will kind of jumpstart us into this whole idea of touch of heaven. He says this, To know God and to be known by Him is literally the heart cry that we all have, even those who don't know Jesus yet. We all have this longing to be known. We're all searching for acceptance. We're all in pursuit of what a lot of us know. We're seeking Jesus, but people still don't know him yet personally. Touch of Heaven is a devotional written as a worshipful response to wanting to be in the presence of God. I absolutely love this. It is a worshipful response to wanting to be in his presence presence. And that, again, is the whole idea here in the song. You will see this in just a moment. We're going to go ahead and I'm going to again show you the process on how to get into the presence of God and how to stay in the presence of God through the song. We're going to watch four clips. We're going to talk about everything that is in the song. And then we're going to have four points. And then we're going to release you guys into small groups so you guys know exactly what we're going to do. How can we get into his presence and how can we stay? Let's go ahead and check out clip number one. Whoa, that was totally abrupt. That was on purpose. So here's what we have. Let's go through those lines and kind of see what we're actually singing in the song. How I live for the moments where I'm still in your presence. This song was like written for me. If you know me at all, you've been around 597 for any amount of time, you know that I will make statements like the presence of God is going on. And I will tell you that I live for those moments when God comes down. And that's exactly what the song here is saying, that we live for those moments because when God comes down, when heaven touches, when, it, or when heaven touches earth, everything changes. 
those situations that we feel like are, are terrible and there's no way that we can get out of them, those relationships that are falling apart that we feel like there's no way to save them, when the presence of God comes in, everything changes. When we are in His presence, everything is different. And it says this, all the noise dies, dies down. Lord, speak to me now. Noise meaning that all the stuff that we usually have going on, we literally block them out. Sometimes in worship, I think some of you guys need to get rid of this in the back pocket and put it on the chair. Maybe that's not a good idea or someone won't steal it. But you should maybe not even bring it in because sometimes, not that we would have anybody steal cell phones in here, right? Okay, anyway. So, but sometimes it's very distracting to have this in the back pocket, right? Because when it goes off, what is our first thing? We pull it out and check it out. We could be in a moment in the presence of God and our back pocket is vibrating and so we pull it right out. Sometimes we have to put everything away and just literally make sure that there's no distraction. All noise dies down. And then it says this, you have all my attention. Now that is serious right there. Not just a little, not just for five seconds, but right now in this moment, God, you have all my attention. And it says this, I will linger and listen. And you guys know this, we've talked about this since camp, that we love you guys to linger in the presence of God. That literally means that you say, hey, nothing else matters right now. I'm just going to listen and I'm going to linger. And when we do that, God speaks. Many of you guys always say, well, it's hard for me to hear the voice of God. When you linger and when you listen, God speaks every single time. You just have to be still. And the reason why many of us can't hear him is because we have all this outside noise going on and we can't be still. Our inner spirit is always in turmoil. There's always stuff going on. You never are actually totally at peace. And when you come in his presence, you're supposed to be at peace. You're supposed to have all the noise die down and just say, God, I'm listening. I'm here. Just me and you right now. And then it says this, I can't miss a thing. Oh, wouldn't it be great if we have that kind of an attitude in worship that we literally are so excited that we know something is going to happen in worship and we just can't miss it. And that should be our, our attitude. That's what we should expect, but that's not reality, unfortunately, is it? A lot of us, we, we think about worship. We think about 5979. We think about church and liberty and just church in general. And we're like, well, tonight I just don't feel like it. So I'm going to go ahead and do something. Now. I'm going to watch a TV show. I'm going to hang out with my friends. Our heart's desire should be, man, I am excited about what God is doing, and it's the whole thing of FOMO, the fear of missing out that you guys have in so many other areas of your life. Wouldn't it be cool if we had that for church? Well, the truth is sometimes church is actually boring, right? If we're really honest with ourselves, sometimes church can be boring. But church is never boring when the presence of God shows up. And if we were all to come expecting God to show up, then I think church would be amazing and God would really move and something awesome would happen. And then it says this, Lord, I know my heart wants more of you. My heart wants something new. I want something new tonight. I don't know about you guys, but I felt even God was saying this in prayer earlier, that God wants to do, and I believe this is a prophetic word for all of you guys, that God wants to do something new in you tonight. Then th that he wants to stir something new in you, that he wants to bring up old things, that the passions of yours that have died down, he wants to stir that up again in you. He wants to start something new, and it starts with you being desperate and hungry for God. And then it says this, so I surrender all. Not just a little bit, I surrender everything. So how do we make sure? What's the starting place in worship and getting into his presence? The starting place is this step number one is this. We need to make sure that we prepare our heart. You need to prepare your heart when you come to worship. 
to make sure that you are ready, that all noise is, is down, there's nothing else that is distracting us, and our heart is ready to say, God, do what only you can do. In Psalm 37, verse 34, it says this, Wait on the Lord and keep his way. So when we sing this song, we're inviting God to say, Hey, God, do whatever you want to do, and my heart now is quiet before you. Let's go ahead and check out the next couple of lines here. All right, here's what it says. All I want is to live within your love. And here the next verse is what I was referring to. Here's what you guys sing, and I don't think you know what you're saying. This is what it says. To be undone by who you are. What are we singing here? What does it mean to be undone? What do you guys think it means? If you take the word and put it into Google, you will probably hear something like to disassemble, to, to break down, to break apart. That's what it means to be undone. When we sing that, we're saying, God, who I am, let me be undone and reassemble me the way that you want me to be. Take my heart and make my heart yours. That's a pretty scary thing to sing. And we just sing that sometimes because we don't listen to what we're singing. And again, that's the reason why we're doing this series right here. My desire is to know you deeper. Lord, I will open up again throw my fears into the wind, and I am desperate for a touch of heaven. Everybody close your eyes just for a moment. I want to know, and I want you guys to be honest with me, and if this is your first time, just jump in. You can, you can either participate or not. Um, but if that's you tonight, and you're saying, that's actually, if I sing that, I mean that, that I'm desperate for a touch from heaven. Would you put your hand up? No one else is looking around. I just want to know. Cool. You can put it right back down. Awesome. You guys can open your eyes again. When we're singing that, I want us to think about the fact that we're singing this to God and saying, God, I'm desperate for you. And if we're not meaning it, kind of lying. That's like saying you love someone, but you don't. It's like it's lying to the person. So we want to make sure that we actually know what we're saying. So step number one is we need to prepare our hearts. Step number two, as we're preparing our hearts, as we sing this song, really what it's showing us and how to be in his presence and stay in his presence is that we need to pray for a changed heart. For some of us, we need to pray, God, change my heart so that my heart's desires will be the desires that you have, not the desires that I currently have. Jesus, change my heart, make my heart like yours. I want you to close your eyes one more time and pray this with me. If you repeat this after me, we're just going to say, Jesus, change my heart. That's all we're going to say, okay? So I want you guys to pray this as we're literally talking through the song. Jesus, Jesus. change my heart. Make it like yours. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and check out clip number three. All right, so what are we singing here? Let's read this and kind of figure out what is actually going on right here. You're the fire in the morning. You're the cool in the evening, the breath in my soul, all the life in my bones. I love this next one. There's no hesitation in your love and affection. It's the sweetest of all. So what's going on here? What are we saying? What is this actually saying? What are the lyrics saying? It's this, that God, Jesus, needs to be our number one priority. That he is the breath in my soul, the life in my bones. He needs to be the number one priority in our lives. And if I'm honest with you guys, I want Jesus to be the number one priority in my life. And many times he is. But there's plenty of times in my life, and I think if you were honest, you would admit this as well, that he's not. That we say it, but our actions say something completely different. Where we say, yeah, God is the number one priority in my life, and then our actions say something completely different. I want my life to be that kind of a life where it's always, where he, Jesus, is always priority number one in every area of my life. How about you guys? So that's really what this whole song here is saying, that we should have him as the number one priority. So how do we continue to stay in his presence? We, number one, prepare our heart. Step number two is we pray and make sure that our hearts are changed. Number three is this, we need to prioritize our heart's desires and make sure that when we have that desire to do something else, that we say, God, 
create in me a pure heart, make a new heart in me, and kind of make me want things that you want. See, the truth is we all want stuff sometimes more than we want Jesus. And when that happens, I want to stop myself and say, Jesus, all that stuff is not bad enough itself. But if I want it more than I want you right now, then something is wrong. Change my heart. Prioritize my life. Let it be about you and you alone. Paul said it this way in Philippians 3.8. He says, Yet indeed, I also count all things a loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, of knowing him, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and I count them as rubbish, worthless, that I may gain Christ. We need to prioritize our lives, make sure that he is number one. Young people, is he the number one in your life in every area? If not, is that something that we should look into to maybe change? Let's go ahead and check out clip number four. All right, that was the last one. Let's go ahead and read here what it actually says when we're singing. I open up my heart to you. I open up my heart to you now. What does that mean? That means that you make a decision, that you choose to say, God, right now I'm opening up to you. This is about me and you. I'm going to pursue you with everything that I have so that you do what only you can do. Jesus, have your way in me now. Now that, again, young people, is a scary thing to sing. Have your way in me now, meaning that you, the king of the universe, you have control, complete control over my life. You can do whatever you want to do. And that's an amazing thing to say, but it's also super scary. But when we sing that, that's what we're saying. God, come in, do what only you can do. I open up my heart to you. I open up my heart to you now. So do what only you can do. Jesus, have your way in me now. How do we continually stay in his presence? This is step number four. You pursue him with your whole heart. Pursue him with your whole heart. So as mentioned by my wife, uh, it was my birthday this week, and I turned 40 this week, which is pretty old, right? I know. So here's the thing, though. The Bible kind of promises us about 80 or so years, 70 to 80 years. If that's the case, I have lived half my life. And I had a great life so far. It was awesome, and it's been great, and, and I have pursued Jesus. But my heart's desire is that from now on out, I will go twice as hard after him for the rest of my life. I want to pursue him with everything I have. I want to make a difference. I want to leave a legacy. And I only have half my life left. I want to challenge you guys to do the same. To make a decision today that you will pursue him twice as hard as you did yesterday. And just keep going with that. Pursue him with everything you got. See, we need to make a decision that we will pursue him no matter what. No matter whether it's popular or not, we're going to pursue him. No matter whether our family pursues him or not, we're going to pursue him. No matter whether our friends will pursue him, we will pursue him. No matter if the person right next to us right now in 5979 will pursue him at that moment when there's worship time, you're going to say, I don't care if I look stupid. I don't care if I look weird. I'm going to go all out for him. I'm going to pursue him right now. D.L. Moody, an evangelist uh, that died but um, left a huge impact, he said this. He said, the world has yet to see what God will do with a man or woman fully consecrated to him. I believe your generation needs to see a few young people, really hundreds of young people that are fully consecrated to him. And when that happens, God will do something in you that the world has not seen. Because all of us, we are not fully consecrated. And none of us that have lived before us are fully consecrated. What if somebody here would be fully consecrated? What could God do through you and all of you guys? What would happen if you guys would say, hey, this is going to be me. What if Marini said, I'm going to fully 
sacrifice everything. I'm going to fully consecrate myself. What if Paul says, forget this, man. I'm going all after God. And I know Paul's already doing that. But what if he fully consecrates himself? What if I fully consecrate myself? How would that look like? We'll have to find out. But I know one thing. If we did, God would show up. And then church would never be boring again. Because God is in this place. I want to challenge you guys to pursue God with everything that you have. I believe in you guys. We as a staff, we believe in you. We believe that you have the potential to make a huge impact. And if you consecrate yourself, I know it will happen. Here's the bottom line for tonight. Worship starts in our heart. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. We need to make sure that our hearts are ready to worship that they are prepared, that we pray and say, God, change my heart, that we prioritize our lives and say, Jesus, you're going to be the number one. And at the end, then we say, God, we pursue you with everything that we have. That's what that song is all about for me, touch of heaven. And when we do that, I believe heaven will come down and touch us.